0: Welcome to LinkedIn for Lawyers, true stories of client acquisition told by attorneys. My name is Vikram Rajan. and I am the host of the show and co-founder of Video Socials. We are a marketing system for attorneys and related professionals get their video blogging recorded, posted and shared do their referral relationships. Uh, today, uh, I have the pleasure of having two guests. Jasmine Sandler is a marketing professional. She'll introduce herself in a moment. And Thomas Tripodianos, I hope I uh, pronounce <laughs> it Uh And Thomas, you're, uh, you're an attorney and you've got one of these uh, true stories. I- I'd love for you to introduce yourself first. And then Jasmine, you can introduce yourself uh, about your practice and uh, maybe even how you guys know each other. Sure.
1: So, uh, my, like I said, my name is Thomas Cipodeanos. I'm a uh, managing partner of Welby, Brittany, and uh, a law firm based out of uh, Westchester, New York. Uh, we have offices in Manhattan, Connecticut, and Jersey. And our main practice area is construction law, which we've been doing for about 35 years now. Excellent. And how do you know Jasmine? How did you guys meet? So, uh, Jasmine was introduced to us through our uh, outsourced uh, marketing uh, consultant, uh, Mark Heinsman. Um, we had expressed an interest in leveraging LinkedIn as part of our marketing uh, activities, um, um, but i had a reluctant not a reluctance, but a a lack of knowledge as to the technical how to use it, what's appropriate versus other social media platforms. And he recommended Jasmine to us.
0: Excellent. And Jasmine, we've known each other for a couple of years, so it's good to reconnect. Introduce yourself. I know there's a little bit of feedback. I don't know if that's happening on your end, Thomas, but uh, hopefully it's all right when Jasmine introduces herself. I don't hear I don't hear any feedback. but
2: So um, hello, everyone. Uh, first of all, Vikram, thanks so much for having me on today. My name is Jasmine Sandler. I've been in digital marketing over 20 years, and I've made it my practice to help Um, both executives and professional brands utilize digital marketing to drive results. Um, And in LinkedIn, I'm a keynote speaker, author, two times over, trainer, (laughs) done a lot in the area of social selling. It's um, my favorite place, obviously, for BB networking. So that's me.
0: And so you work with a lot of attorneys, but not exclusively lawyers, right?
2: No, not at all. Um, Although, yes, I have a lot of, I do love lawyers. They're fantastic people. And and uh, I have worked with many law firms, but uh, actually in the last couple of years, and probably different because of COVID, most of my clients have been in healthcare. So a lot of big fortune 50 healthcare companies and smaller firms that are looking to really brand themselves online.
0: And so when you started working with Thomas and his firm with LinkedIn, what was one of the couple of first things that you felt you needed to focus them on?
2: I think uh, with Thomas's Company as well as other firms when it comes to LinkedIn training, which is one of the areas that we, you know, specialize in. It's really about understanding what their specific needs are and understanding the sophistication levels across a group. So I do a pre-assessment with uh, with all of my clients because that's the first and foremost, you know. And generally, no matter what type of company it is, uh, I find that someone in the room has a lot of experience. And then a lot of people in the room have no experience. So to be a good trainer and a good educator in general, I feel like you have to support everyone in the room. So that, that's my first step.
0: So without uh, embarrassing anyone, you know, you don't necessarily need to mention names, but uh, what were some of the kind of things that you ended up ha- helping them implement? Uh, because some of them you mentioned had no experience. Some of them had a little experience, um, but you were, you were a few chapters ahead. So how did you help them
2: So, you know, what's funny, Vikram, is that I don't know how many years I've been doing LinkedIn training, but I actually do a little module on settings (laughs) because a lot of people misuse settings and it actually inevitably leads them to trouble, like launching a new brand online and letting the world know when it's not ready or hasn't been proofread. So that's an interesting (laughs) thing. So settings actually is uh, something that I wanted to make sure everybody understood. I know it's it's microscopic but it's extremely important um you know and then my training is very comprehensive so I go for like every bit and bite and the training changes because LinkedIn changes every year (laughs) so I think getting people up to speed on the functionalities and the settings are like a baseline tech you know piece of the training although my focus is really branding and selling but that that is one piece that I want to emphasize that was very important
0: And so do you train Thomas and his colleagues on what he should be doing on LinkedIn, or do you also do some parts of it for them? Like how does that typically work for you?
2: Well, in Thomas's case, his company's case, it was a, it was a, was a two day training, right? Thomas. Yes. So it was just a training, but, um, for the majority of my clients, you know, I deliver coaching and support and my company provides monthly content and support marketing direction, um, just like we do with any other digital marketing
0: program. That's good. So, Thomas, what are some of the kind of things, before we get to the actual true story of getting the result from LinkedIn, which is ultimately what we want, what are some of the kind of things you do on LinkedIn? Is it on a week-to-week basis? Do you have a calendar? Like, how organized does it become for you?
1: So, so LinkedIn is just a uh, piece of obviously our marketing campaign. So, you yeah. have a set program where each attorney in our firm um, has to produce some type of, advertising piece um and our advertising is not so much self-promotion it's providing useful material to our audience the only advertising we do is we have our name at the bottom of that and that's that's pushed out by by email through linkedin Um, uh, we tried the other social media platforms they really weren't effective um in terms of of reaching our audience So uh, that piece can then um, become a a full presentation, um, which we are right now doing our beta testing in terms of doing something like this, actually. Uh, uh, We used to have what's called a breakfast roundtable where we invite people to come physically come into the office, and then COVID happened. Um, but before that it was a very successful uh, program people look forward to it coming into it um, and we were getting a lot of demands for, for doing it uh, by video because yeah. people are going to want to come to Westchester um, all the time so um, that that is another thing that we're kind of looking looking to do now so, so, so we hired Jasmine for the training because we were actually pretty good on content and still are I think um, but it was just a matter of we had the message we just had to figured out how to get it out.
0: Yeah yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that. I think even as we start going back to being more and more in person, um, you know I don't think video is going away and no, I don't think no. the I think the, um, the convenience of it of being able to be from your office, your home office, wherever you are and not having to travel and deal with the traffic, uh, um, let alone that now we're kind of used to it with video, it's it's going to be more of a, a relief when we don't have to do it only by video, uh, but I think it's going to continue. And yeah, we've helped a lot of our clients uh, with video podcasting similar to this kind of format. So it's very effective because you're able to then, what are you planning on, like interviewing referral relationships or what was your roundtable about?
1: So so the roundtable, we, we pick a topic that's interesting to the construction industry. Um, there's a brief presentation by the attorney moderator sure um, uh, about that and then the, it's open to uh invitation either to questions or or comments and experiences surrounding that topic usually that was limited to the people around the round table uh, yeah. now it's expanding to uh, uh not only those people because we are doing it as a physical presentation as well sure. at the same time um but um it's obviously to anybody or participant as well so it's it's a fostering uh, discussion
0: Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that video content uh, comes about, but talking about what you've already done with LinkedIn. So you ask uh, each of your attorneys to produce some type of, of content. Uh, Can you give me an example of something maybe that you've even posted recently?
1: Um, (laughs) so, so I laugh because I'll I'll get the, I'll get a phone call uh, from a potential client. I read your article on Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, most of the time, because we put out so much content, I can't even recall writing the article. I'm familiar with the topic because I read an article you know, right. in my head. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, I wrote that article. Um, so, it's, uh, for example, we might, we might talk about mechanics and uh, uh, what are the requirements of it, who can lean, when you can lean, stuff like that, right. deadlines, uh, stuff like that, and the consequences for not meeting those requirements. Um, and then I uh, would open up discussions like, well, has anybody had success in collecting other liens and, and, and stuff like that? And I try to foster the
0: discussion that way. That's neat. So that's a nice segue, right? So in terms of that true story, uh, how has posting on LinkedIn led to, uh, was it an actual direct client? Was it a referral from, a, let's say another attorney to a client? Can you give me an example?
1: So, um. I have been contacted uh, in terms of uh, referrals from other attorneys saying, hey, I read your content. you guys seem to know about this? This is not really an area that we we specialize in. Um, A lot of times it'll be from general counsel from a corporation uh, who is undergoing a construction project. So that counsel is very good at what they do. This is just a very specific specialized area and they want to bring in somebody else. So so we have gotten uh, uh, contact from that. But um, for us, LinkedIn is, is usually not the direct connection. It might be, um, but it's one of the tools in the tool belt, right? So it's maybe it's somebody I met at a conference uh, somewhere we had a conversation with. He looked at our website, checked me out of LinkedIn. So it's it's the verification, yes, what his elevator speech, you know, three-minute speech uh, at the pitch of the conference is backed up by actual, you know, uh real uh real content uh, somewhere else um well uh, w- <laughs> what's great about linkedin is is the chat feature then because then hmm. uh, we can engage in a discussion where um you know what would be a three-minute phone call ends up you know being convenient because you can just really type and then keep on doing what you're doing and they go back to it back and forth so you know
0: so you've done that a lot, too, and, and that's great because I don't think a lot of people use the chat feature, which is relatively new. I mean, it's a couple of years, but relatively yeah. new, but and use it productively like that, where you're able to have what, what amounts to a whole networking conversation of a potential client. Yeah. Uh, but you're doing it in a matter of minutes in the nooks and crannies of your day, so you're actually able to be productive. Right. Um, and it kind of goes back to this some kind of virtual working that you're able to master. Um, so are you sharing the posts of the other attorneys within your firm, or do they share you, or what happens when, when an attorney in the firm posts content? Like, how so every, that
1: every, everybody has their own presence on LinkedIn, so they'll share it that way and then link it back to the firm page.
0: That's cool. That's great. So, And how often? So is it daily or you know, multiple times? No, a No, daily is that. too much. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's what I was wondering.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, we'll... Unless there's a a late-breaking type of, you know, urgent type of matter that's come out, um, we try to do it no more than once a week.
0: Okay, so once a week is a nice nice round number. Jasmine, was that from your strategy and your plan in terms of you said, hey, look, you know, you guys are producing a lot of content or you should be producing a lot of content. How deep did you go into when you were training the firm uh, beyond the settings in terms of the activity on LinkedIn? What were you advising or counseling them to do?
2: Yeah, the settings is in the, the first piece, but the content is actually really important. And we did—I remember I was having a deep discussion about the breakfast, actually, Thomas. I remember we talked about that. And of course, content and the use of content is 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 a big. It's it sometimes ends up being like the biggest piece of the training because if a company is investing time and money into producing content, I want to make sure that they're able to use it effectively to drive. Results and generally with executives and uh, and professional services firms, I can I, I have so many examples of um, really getting them on board to have some frequency, mm. content writing and posting, and not making it overwhelming. I deal with that every day with executives. So yes, we we talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about having free, frequent content and leveraging, which is what I always kind of focus on when it comes to content marketing leveraging what you have, you know what I mean? Everything from a blog post, right, to a white paper, to maybe some videos. And that—that that is uh, so absolutely, certainly. Also, I just wanted to add a little notation. When you guys were talking about messaging, um, if, if you don't mind, I just want to share a little yeah. insight. Sure. So in 2016, I wrote an article on LinkedIn, "The 15 changes of, on LinkedIn in 2015. I remember because it was like a lot of work. And one of the changes was the bulk messaging feature. Um, And what I've noticed is that on LinkedIn, and in that I deal mainly with executives and B2B companies, is that the, the adoption of using messaging has really increased, meaning a lot of times I will now get a response from a head of marketing or even a CEO on LinkedIn Whereas a few years ago, they would never reply there. And it was always emailing, extremely formal. So what's interesting to me is when someone that I've been talking to for five or six years at a Fortune 100 company actually replies to me on LinkedIn. And I think that that is the nature of the messaging tool. And also what you were talking about, Vikram, more of the use of multimedia communications through covid So I wanted to make that note because I see it every day and I I haven't even talked about it, but
0: I think it's very interesting. I think it's great to, and both of you are, for lack of a better phrase, normalizing the concept of this professional instant messaging where maybe a text message is a little too personal, Mm -hmm. uh, but email gets very cluttered. Um, And so now as more and more people have the LinkedIn app on their phone or keeping the tab open, where the LinkedIn chat box is now a fluid way. It's got a nice a happy medium. It's not as cluttered uh, as the email inbox, um, but it's also not as too personal uh, as let's say text messaging, but uh, but does have that same feel like you were saying, Thomas, you're you know, you're able to uh, be very efficient with the communication because with an email, right, it feels a lot more formal. You, you know, it's the proper grammar, it's like the, the hello and the goodbye, you know, versus kind of blurting out the one sentence that we would do, let's say, in a text message you're able to do in a LinkedIn messaging chat. So that's a great insight. And that's what I kind of love about this podcast is kind of uh, having you guys, one from an expertise perspective, Jasmine, as well as Thomas, you as literally a practitioner you're able to bring out insights um, that we can all benefit from and kind of realize that, look, you can actually uh, contact someone through LinkedIn messaging and it can be way more effective. I don't know what the statistics are, but regardless, way more effective than let's say um, email outreach exclusively, or even by phone where you're inevitably bothering someone because everyone's busy. But like you were saying, Thomas, it's in the nooks and crannies of our day. This has been tremendous. I appreciate both of your time because you You're giving good anecdotes and insights, true stories of how LinkedIn becomes effective. I'm going to take a quick uh, minute for a commercial break from video socials. When we come back, I gave you guys that preview that I'd love for each of you to wrap up with something that you really love about LinkedIn. Maybe it's really productive or maybe it's something else that you really love as something specific. And maybe there's something that really irritates you about LinkedIn, something that you don't like about LinkedIn. And I'm sure there are lessons uh, for us to learn from that. Here we go. After marketing hundreds of lawyers and related professionals, you know what we've learned? Networking for referrals is not enough, especially if you're busy, especially if you want to scale. To go beyond networking, you need three types of videos that will get you shared to new clients without more of your time. You know, posting videos here and there on social media won't get you results. Have you tried that? I want you to meet and copy the attorneys who are getting results. When you get results, the marketing pays for itself. You'll meet other well-seasoned, well-connected lawyers as we show you the step-by-steps in our free 20-minute success webinar. To reserve your free ticket, go to www.videosocials.net slash scale. That's Video Socials plural with an S at the end, videosocials.net slash scale. My name is Vikram Rajan. I'm the co-founder of Video Socials and the host of the video podcast, LinkedIn for Lawyers. I'll see you at the webinar. Let's scale your referrals together, fun and done. All right. Thank you. I hope I see you at the webinar. Uh, So, Jasmine, let's start with you. Uh, As a LinkedIn expert yourself, I'm sure there are plenty of things that you love about LinkedIn, and I'm sure there are plenty of things that irritate you about LinkedIn. What do you think?
2: Okay. Number one thing I love about LinkedIn, I think this episode defines it, is that Thomas and I, how long did we talk before we worked together? It was quite a while, right?
1: A couple months. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So... um, what I love one thing I love about LinkedIn is is it really does keep people in touch on a business professional level. And I think that's that's critical. You know, emails change. If you're open and aware of LinkedIn, like obviously I am, you'll notice that jobs change. <laughs> And companies. I mean, I deal with executive outsourcing, like a lot of what I, what I do. So you know, I know that people change, their jobs change, their connections change. But if you stay in connection with a person, and you watch them grow in their career, and they remember you, and I, I, pick them, I can pick from. I could give you about a million stories. Then when they need oh, somebody to hit, to come in and do a talk or somebody to do you know their new website or whatever, they'll say oh I remember Jasmine, you know kind of thing. So I think keeping in touch with people in a professional way, just like how LinkedIn was born in 2004 as a Rolodex, you know. Yeah,
0: it's a modern know, Rolodex, right, and it helps us right, top help of like, mind.
2: And so, so I think that's so that's one of the things, I could give you a million things that I love, but that's one thing that I think is just really important, even though it's very high level. Um, the, the thing that I don't necessarily like about LinkedIn today is you know, I'm in my business. My promise to my clients is, I'm going to help you break through the clutter. So I love branding people. I, I just, I don't, for some reason, I love it. And um, I find now that a lot of people on LinkedIn are using LinkedIn as a personal social network, as opposed to a professional social network. So it's nice that you have a baby, and it's nice that you're on And I'm like honestly happy for you. I don't have a problem with any of that. I want people to be happy. But at the end of the day, we're busy people, and we want to go to LinkedIn to use it what it's intended for. Sure. Do business, get a job, connect with people on a professional level. Um, so that is something that that I don't know if the word is annoys me, but I just, I just wish it were a little bit backdated to how it used to be. And honestly, even in 2017-18, for my business, uh, LinkedIn was just much more impactful because yeah. it was much more business-oriented. And that's the reason that, that I love LinkedIn, is because it's a business-oriented, you know, very focused
0: network. So, so people can, uh, can show off their Halloween costumes on Facebook, uh, but they could uh, maybe... Uh, restricted to maybe some of the few holiday parties uh, uh, that they would have at work, maybe on LinkedIn.
2: The- well, here's the thing: if you've developed a relationship with somebody through LinkedIn, like Thomas and I, I, I mentioned to him yesterday. that you know my company, we, I, my company owns a couple of other businesses. One of them is a clothing brand. So I said to him, Hey, my my female, you know, empowerment clothing brand is doing a big pop up this month. You know, and if he goes to Facebook, he's going to see that. You know, um, so it's only because we know each other is my yeah. point, you know, so yeah. i think it, developing that relationship over time. Uh, and I, I, and
0: I, and I agree with you, Jasmine. I, I hope that, uh, you know, I, I like being social and the fun stuff and maybe that's going to be annoying on LinkedIn, but it is the purpose of Facebook. And I like that kind of stuff, but I like keeping the worlds uh, separate. I like it being professional. Um, and, and we can be friendly, right? We've known each other for years. We could be friendly and get to know each other. Um, mm-hmm. But that's great. Thomas, what about you? What's something that you really love about LinkedIn and and maybe something that irritates you as well?
1: So uh, I will give you two things, but the first thing actually kind of falls into both categories. Right. So um, it's and and for, for us, I've kind of seen it over maybe the past three years is that finally everybody is on LinkedIn. Sure. Um, I, I don't know what the actual stats are, but, but it, it seems to be a, a much bigger, bigger part of everyone's life.
0: Uh, right. It's it's no longer a weird thing to be on LinkedIn. It's no, no longer the butt of late night jokes, so to speak. It's kind of like, yeah, all right. It's, you know, you get invited to be on LinkedIn and invited to be a connection. You're not rolling your eyes. It's like, all right, it's part of doing business.
1: Correct. Correct. It's been validated, (laughs) you know, to, to, to share a term from another platform, but, um, so the, the the thing is, then it's nice that everybody is on it, but the other problem is that everybody's on it, right? So right. you got to mind your p's and C's and be careful. And I, and I agree with all with all of you. This is not Facebook, right? I'm not going I'm not going to a networking reception down in the city in person and showing pictures of my kids, right? right? So don't do it, you know. Don't do that on LinkedIn, right? That's that's the that's the um, the parallels that I, that I draw. And that's what—that's one of the things I like about LinkedIn. It's really the true uh, online digital manifestation of everything everybody should have been doing before digital marketing became a thing, right? So, and I like that, for the most part, people do follow the rules, though. I mean, you, you do have the trialers posting those those. You, you know inappropriate pictures whatever but but i uh, showing inappropriate stories but um for the for the most part i i, I
0: think it, it's a good yeah, yeah. I, I think it's kind of like uh like the office holiday party you, you always have the one or two that kind of yeah. goes a little too far but right. for the most part everyone's <laughs> right. keeping in right. check right.
1: my my one annoyance with linkedin is i don't like keeping my browser constantly open so you have to like Open the browser, go to LinkedIn and check things and then, you know, and then keep on going back to it or rely on the, hey, you got a message from LinkedIn coming through your email. Which is really annoying. Yeah, they always want you to log
0: in, right? That's why they don't give you the preview of what the message is. Right. That's, that's very strategically but annoyingly done. But You don't use the app on your phone?
1: Um, I have my phone open next to, next to it, but I'm on the computer, right? So I want something that's, you know. Okay. Can we have a, a LinkedIn client that I can just you know open up the app and let it run in the background? You know, well, yeah, you can like- have an app on your phone, right?
0: And it'll announce, which is why I had to mute my phone because it's constantly buzzing and beeping. It's ridiculous. Uh, so I don't know. That might be something. Yeah, it's an annoyance. I, I keep my tab open as well. I know how it feels. Um, but the app also, it's like very quick. It's like a LinkedIn Messenger app, basically. Right. right. So that's something that you. Uh, so so that's both uh positive and negative, right? That everyone's on LinkedIn, that's a good thing, and bad thing is everyone's on LinkedIn. Um and then and then the other thing, so that was more the positive and then the negative, so to speak, that irritates you is that is this constancy. Now it's something else you have to check. It's another inbox. Uh but hopefully a val- valuable inbox and doesn't have all the clutter as we mentioned before. So that's that's pretty good. I mean look, if you're obviously you have true stories of client acquisition from LinkedIn, right? That's the whole subheading of the podcast and that makes it productive and worth your while to now continue with the content creation and potentially bringing this round table on, on on a video and and having more content that other people can share and you can get business with. And congratulations, because in my outreach of getting guests, not everyone does the things that you are doing that you are both doing uh, to get success from LinkedIn. And it's, painfully obvious and easy. It's not that difficult. I mean, I don't. don't see you very stressed out about it, um, but you're making it a marketing habit and thus getting the results from LinkedIn. So congratulations on that. Thank you.
1: I do want to share one story. Yeah. I think I think is is, is really uh, appropriate. So it, it kind of illustrates the the merging of the the you know real world versus the digital world. So I was sitting in a conference. We were listening to a speaker, and uh, someone else in the room. Uh, asked the question, the speaker said, "Well, introduce you. Who are you? Where are you from?" Before they asked the question, and um, I had additional information that was responsive to that person's question. So I had listened and I had gotten uh, her name and 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 her company. And while the speaker was continuing with the presentation, I connected with them on LinkedIn and then followed up with a real conversation after the speaker was done. Um, and and we ended up working together down the line, but. I don't know that even though we were both at the same place at the same time, I don't know that I would necessarily have spoken to that person, but for the connection that I was able to make through LinkedIn at a live uh, uh, event.
0: Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to even what Jasmine's saying, right? It's a a neat, and you mentioned it even before, that it's a great way of furthering the conversation and knowing that it actually gets to that next step. And it's a nurturing because it's it's not like you suddenly meet someone and suddenly they become a client or, or a colleague. But nonetheless, it's a nurturing aspect. So both of you are able to have a continuous conversation with the right type of people right on LinkedIn, even if you're meeting them in person, which we will probably start going and meeting more and more people in person. But as I said, um, the world of LinkedIn is not going away. The world of video is not going away. And all this stuff just becomes, in in a negative way, one more thing to manage. But hopefully, we're able to make it positive and productive. So thank you, Thomas, for sharing uh, your true stories of client acquisition. Uh, From LinkedIn. And Jasmine, thank you so much for arranging this interview. I appreciate the help. Of course. Thank you for the opportunity. And again, thank you for watching and listening to LinkedIn for Lawyers. You can subscribe to it on just about every podcast channel Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, which is what I use on my phone to listen to podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And of course, every Friday at one o'clock Eastern, We stream it as a LinkedIn Live, as well as a Facebook Live, as well as on the YouTube channel. Uh, Again, my name is Vic. I'm the co-founder of Video Socials, and I look forward to helping you with your video blogging and video podcast. I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of LinkedIn for Lawyers. Bye for now.